Talk Radio and KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors our friend David Kaplan. Let's get right to him. Off to Chicago we go. Cap Trent Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Capper? What's going on, boys? All is good. Just got off the air. Get ready to go get a workout in, and it's a gorgeous flipping day in Chicago. Beautiful. Uh, Rizzo was on your program this morning. Did uh, what? anything come of that? Uh, not really. I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, where the Cubs are at right now with, you know, four new players, essentially five of A.J. Ramos, healthy, who they picked up after he was released, and how you bring guys into the bubble that they've been so amazingly good at staying healthy. We talked about the character of the new players and the front office doing their due diligence. So, yeah, that was about it. I mean... Look, he had a little run-in with the Reds over the weekend. He didn't really want to engage on it. But Mm -hmm. he also has told me plenty of times, I want us to be like the Yankees, where we win so much, everybody hates us, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess indeed. Uh, David Kaplan is our guest. Well, Cap, uh, one more thing on the trade deadline, then we'll get to here now. Uh, Did they do enough? They brought in a couple of left-handed arms. I know that you had said that you didn't expect certainly a blockbuster, that they just weren't in position to do that. But considering you know the resources that they had, did they do enough, uh, do you think? Um, well, time will tell. I mean, Josh Osich was available for a reason. You know, the guys they picked up, I like the Jose Martinez pickup. I know he was struggling in Tampa, but he was always a guy, if you think back to those tough Cardinals games, mm-hmm. he would always come up with a big hit. I mean, that guy could flat out rake. Cameron Maben, really good outfielder. He's got a solid bat and a good track record of being an awesome clubhouse guy. So, you know, they, they did what they could and Jed Hoyer was on with us this morning and said management uh, ownership did give them a little extra payroll to be able to do something, but they were never going to be in play to add a big salary. That just With the pandemic, it was never going to happen. So they weren't in on Clevenger or Francisco Lindor or Lance Lynn. None of those stocks really were even – he said we never even had them. They never even you know, went down that road. And the hope is that Chris Bryan is a quote-unquote acquisition here if they can get him back right. Is this another lost season for Chris Bryan, or do you have hope that here over the last uh, next three and a half weeks that he's going to turn into maybe not the guy we saw during the MVP season, but at least be an above-average hitter out there for the Cubs? Well, he had a couple knocks last night. He says he's healthy now. So if he is indeed healthy, yeah, he should be an impactful bat. He's not a... 191 hitter or whatever he was coming into last night's game. So, yeah, he should be a major upgrade over what they have. So, hopefully, that's the case. But you got to have Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras. Those guys have got to be better. And they haven't been as of late. I know Javi had a big hit last night, but got to be more than Ian Happ and Jason Hayward. If it's not, they are, you know, spinning into the wind. Hmm. Cap, uh, Craig Kimbrell, has he been uh, given his last opportunity to close out a ball game? Uh, 
Um, I mean, I would say that if the game's on the line tonight, he's not going to be the guy they go to. But, you know, if somebody else struggles or if Craig gets five, six appearances over the next couple weeks where they're low leverage, but he looks like, wow, really good. Because when we talked last week, he was coming off three straight appearances mm-hmm. where velocity was hitting 98, good heavy moving action on his breaking stuff, that dive on his slider was great. And then he went in and, look, I know he threw two wild pitches. Wilson Contreras has to block those balls. Those weren't, like, just a bit outside. Those were balls in the dirt that he has to block. So it's on both of them. Craig has to be better, no question about it. He's probably going to be going to, I'm talking about David Ross, going to Jeremy Jeffress right now. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't shock me if we saw Craig in that role again at some point. The uh, rotation going forward here, let's say they get into the playoffs, everything's good, they win in the first round. And you can set that divisional round playoff rotation. How are you setting it going forward here, games one through four, and obviously figure out a game five after that? How would you set it up as it's currently constructed? Uh, I'd go Darvish, Hendrick, and then I, boy. <laughs> See if Darvish can go again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Darvish, Darvish, Hendrick, Darvish. <laughs> yeah. um, look, John Lester was okay last night. Just so he okay. ran out of yep. gas. Yep. He's just getting older. It's just a fact. He's fastball sitting 87 to 90, and I mean 90's on the high side. The guy used to throw 95. He's just not the same guy. Kyle Hendricks has to be better than he's been as of late. They're working with him on his mechanics. So... I'd probably go Darvish Hendricks, and then hard for me to say this, but I want to see how Jose Quintana pitches yeah. over the next couple weeks. Yeah, he hasn't been bad since Chatwood's come down. He's coming out of the bullpen cap, and, and I'm with you. I, I, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, we're also seeing, we'll get to the White Sox in a second, because they're a remarkable story, and I really like watching this team. Uh, Jason Hayward, Cap, everybody, you know, points back to last year, his best year as a Cub, and right then they're right when they say that. But um, he's better this year than he's been last year. I mean, you could count on him night after night. Uh, he's going to ground out the second base in a big spot. <laughs> it just seemed like every single night that uh, he, he would do that. Not the case this year. Hey, we're all, he's, you know what he's going to be in the outfield. He's solid in the outfield. Better. He's above average. But at the plate cap, he's really getting it done, and particularly lately, he's on a real hot streak. Yeah, he's, first of all, an awesome, awesome guy. And if you think back to 2016, Signs for $184 million, and he's hitting like 220, and everyone's like, this guy, horrible. He's just a glove, the fifth outfielder, fourth outfielder. And every single day with the brightest of spotlights on that team and on him, that guy stood at his locker every single game. I stood there and watched this, and he answered questions about his struggles, he was the perfect example of what a professional is. No excuses. Um, I'm injured. None of it. It was, hey, man, I'm not performing well enough, and that's on me, and i got to be better. And he immediately after the World Series, two weeks later, he's working in Arizona on his swing. Last year, you're right, he was better. Well, this year, he's been really, really good. And can he keep it up? I mean, his numbers are rivaling Mike Trout in the game right now. Mm. I don't think he's going to finish the season like that. I hope he does. 
Ian Happ, I mean, is he going to finish with an OPS almost 1,100? I'm not convinced that's going to happen either. That's why, to go back to what I said earlier, they have to have much better play out of Baez, out of Bryant, out of Mm -hmm. Contreras. Those guys, even Riz, all those guys have to contribute more than they have so far. Last night, the White Sox jumped out to an early 2-0 lead, and then Michael Pineda certainly settled in. For the Twins, Keuchel, though, goes five, was coasting along through 85 pitches, and Renteria gives them the hook. Easy to second-guess that decision now, looking back in hindsight? No, because after the game, and I was not aware of this last night, they took in the tape at NBC Sports Chicago, and one of the comments from Keuchel and Ricky Renteria that, for whatever reason, didn't get any play, Keiko was dealing with stomach discomfort. Mm. And so Ricky said, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm not feeling great, but I can try and gut it out. Ricky's like, we'll let the bullpen get it for you then. He said, yeah, I think that's probably a better decision. So, you know, here we all are thinking, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you taking this guy out for Cordero making his 900th appearance (laughs) a month? And it turned out Keiko was sick, so. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Cordero been good until last night. C-Sheck's been hit and miss. He was really good last night. Uh, seemingly every night I tune in, Cap, uh, although last night he didn't do much at the uh, in the batter's box. This Luis Robert kid, I think he's got a chance to be one of the best players in the game. He's only 21. Uh, I know that we can go way over the top when we see some of these young guys, you know, making an impact on the sport as early as they are. I love watching him play. I truly do. I saw the interview after the game uh, Sunday when he hit the uh, the walk off home run. He's having a blast. Cap. Uh, it's it's very very easy to root for Luis Robert. I love watching him play. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they call him the Panther, and this guy is doing everything. His Defense is spectacular. His, you know, abilities at the plate are amazing. He's going to give you exit velocity. He's going to run hard. He's got the whole package. All he needs, it's like buying the best cut of beef tenderloin and making sure now that you season it properly, (laughs) you don't overcook it, and it's delicious how you want it. And that's what he is. He's 21. It's going to take time. He's going to have nights where he strikes out three times. You're going to be like, that guy looks awful. And then he's going to have nights where he goes three for five with two home runs and make a great running catch at the wall, and you're going to think, boy, this guy could do this every day. 21 years of age. Just let, let this play out because he's a lot of fun to watch. Hmm. Cap, you mentioned the guys that are underachieving on the Cubs. Oh, is there concern about Encarnacion? He's better than this, Cap. I know he's a DH now, and he has been for the last little while, but he can play first base if he's you know if, uh, pinched into service, if you will. Abreu's not giving up that spot. I get it. But, but Encarnacion is not putting up the numbers that a lot of people, myself included, thought that he would. He was robbed last night, but uh, is there concern about uh, his season so far? Is there something more we don't know? Yeah, when you said he was robbed, you're talking about the home run? Yeah. Yeah, for someone who had money on him at a home run. On the, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we lost him. I bet Rizzo on the cup side didn't get that one. But you're right. He is a better player than he showed. We've seen a couple times, like the other day, the drop fly ball by uh, Max Kepler. Mm-hmm. He ends up on first base because he's not running hard. So, yeah, he needs to have a 
what we like to call a come-to-Jesus meeting with himself. And he's better than this, and they need him to be better than this. Otherwise, he'll be out of here in a year, and Andrew Vaughn will be in his role. All right, Cap, let's jump to the Bears and finish up with them. Leonard Fournette, released by the Jaguars. A lot of speculation. I he was going to the Patriots. No, that, in fact, just came out a couple hours ago that the ah. Patriots are not interested in signing Fournette. Connecting the dots, David Montgomery is hurt. Any chance at all the Bears go down the route of Leonard Fournette? Yes, there is definitely a chance. Mm. Now, what the number's going to be, he's got a grievance against Jacksonville for his $4.3 million salary. Now, the question is, what do the Bears have to pay him? They've got about $16.2 million in cap space. But you can carry over 2020 cap space into 21. They want to sign extensions with certain guys like Allen Robinson. So how much of this cap is he going to require? You know, if he says, I need $5 million more, it's not going to happen. Now, if he says, yeah, I'll have my grievance. I'll get my $4 million probably. And you'll give me another million? Okay, I'm in. And, yes, he may not be the perfect fit in Matt Nagy's system because he likes to run so much of it out of the shotgun, and he's more of an I-formation downhill back. But you beggars can't be choosers here. We're not in the draft. We're not in free agency where there's, like, 20 running backs, and you go, oh, that guy fits our system. David Montgomery has a groin strain. You do not want to rush him back, mm-hmm. and then he strains it again in the heat of competition and now he's gone for eight weeks, and you think, what were we thinking? We got greedy. And I just don't think that the room of Artavis Pierce, Tariq Cohen, and Cordero Patterson, and Ryan Nall, that's just not good enough. It's not. And so I don't want to take any chance rushing David Montgomery back. So I would indeed, unless there's somebody else about to hit the street in a release, I would absolutely sign Leonard Fournette if the price was right. Hmm. Cap, uh, the Foles-Trubisky battle, uh, they're not going to name a quarterback apparently until some point next week. Uh, come out, Nagy's come out and said that. He's keeping it to himself. Uh, I think it's a week today he's going, to, uh, he's going to name who is going to start in week number one. Who do you think they're leaning to, and what's the, what's the scuttlebutt amongst the quarterback controversy in Chicago? Uh, I mean, you know, the average fan wants Nick Foles simply because his name is Nick Foles. They would literally take Ken Miller because they despise Mitchell Trubisky as a player. Mm-hmm. Not as a guy. Right. He's an awesome, awesome guy. I'm in the other camp. I Nick Foles is okay. Yeah, he had a wonderful Super Bowl run with the Eagles and won Super Bowl MVP. He's also been handed the starting range three times, and all three teams moved on. And went, no, not good enough, including Jacksonville. Let a rookie. Where a year ago he got $88 million, and a year later they're like, yeah, we're out. We'll yeah. take Gardner Minshew. So I would start Trubisky. Mitch had a big day yesterday from what I was told at practice. They put him in the number one offense at their either their 20 or 25-yard line, and he had to lead him down the field in two minutes for a touchdown, and he did. And they made Nagy made a big deal out of that was a great thing to see as Mitch dissected the defense, and we know the Bears have really good defensive players. So I would start Mitchell Trubisky unless you tell me practice today, practice tomorrow, doesn't go well for him, and Nick Foles lights it up. But I think they're going to start Mitchell Trubisky, short leash, and if he struggles, then they go to Nick. That's what I think happens. 
Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan. Cap, last thing I saw on your Twitter feed within the last, oh, sometime, I think over the weekend or last couple of days anyway. You had an interview with uh, Chadwick Bosman. You sat down and spoke with him prior to the release or at some point uh, when 42 was, uh, was coming out. Uh, just, um, you know, share some of your thoughts with that, uh, with the interview, with the time you spent with him who passed away way too soon at the age of 43. Yeah, he was amazing. So I went to Wrigley. To interview him in one of the skyboxes and it was a cold day i'll never forget it. it wasn't raining it wasn't snowing but it was cold and before the renovations at wrigley well you're out on that catwalk waiting out there and you are <laughs> shivering and he opened that door come on in man i'm just you know hanging out here i got to do a couple more things but don't freeze and he could not have been a nicer more welcoming person and then I had a blast just talking with him. And he was kind enough to take that photo, which I didn't know where that photo was. And my producer, Danny Wysocki, Danielle, texted me yesterday. She's like, oh, my God, I found that picture on her phone. I thought we'd taken it with my phone. I'm like, how did I delete that picture? Yeah. He found it on her phone and sent it to me. And it literally gave me goosebumps to look at it and think, oh, my God. That guy was amazing in that movie. I love the movie Draft Day, and he was Vontae Mack. And seven years later, I'm sharing that picture, and he's gone. And it's just incredibly sad. But his family should know what a wonderful person that guy was. Uh, David Kaplan is our guest. He joins us every Wednesday. Cap, uh, have a a good workout, and we will uh, talk to you a week from today. The Bear starter, perhaps we'll know at the time we speak to you, Capper. Thank you, buddy. And by the way... Uh, I would... Bet that we do. Yes, good. Uh, we got to we got to get you on record as far as what you think the Bears are going to do a week from today. All right. Yeah, they're going to Mitchell Trubisky will be named the starter, and the Bears are going to go eleven and five this year. Wow. <laughs> Where do I I'll sign have for what that? You're yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cap. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Hey, the dispensaries are legal in Illinois. Yeah, I know. They, trust me, I know. Ben. <laughs> good to talk to you, Cap. <laughs> Be good. See you, buddy. David Kaplan joining us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Iowa's premier stone dealer uh, serving Iowa for over a decade, over 2,000 square feet in the stocked inventory. So check them out online. It is unbelievable. Centurion Stone of Iowa. The showroom. Find time to make, if you're, if you're in the market for that stone veneer outside, inside, over 200 different varieties, put Centurion Stone of Iowa on your list. You can find the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. So what does it say about me as a fan? I am a Bears fan. When Cappy's telling the story of Trubisky in a two-minute drill, leading them down, and my head automatically goes to, boy, the defense must suck. <laughs> that they're playing. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's telling this story, and instead of getting optimistic and getting happy, yeah. and I instead think... He's doing oh. this against our defense for, <laughs> right. for a long year. Man, have I been beat down. Yeah. Years and years. But you still have 85. That was a long time ago. Was I was in kindergarten. My daughter is now in kindergarten. Eesh. 1985. Well, maybe that's this will be the great elixir. Kindergarten is the year for the oh, Condon family. Oh, I gotcha. Here we go. So are you buying 11 and 5 like Cap is? No. No, nor am I. Are you? I mean, eleven and five wins that division easily. Yes. I think six and ten. I think is more likely than even a winning I'll go record. Somewhere in the middle. I think there are seven what's, and nine. What's eight, the eight. win total? Uh, the Vegas or well, I don't have to go to Vegas anymore. I think it was here. eight, eight, seven and a half. Or I think it was eight. Uh-huh. I'd lean under. Mm, eight and a half. I would lean under. 
Bet the push. You're going to bet the push. Isn't that awful to it bet is. a push, right? Yeah. Who wants to do that? Uh, speaking of money, let's help you win some money. You don't have to wait on the bears to win some money. KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000. SMILE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Miller and Condon back with John Bowen Camp on the Big Ten. Miller, as we take you up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Owen. exclusions. Hey folks, Mike here from JLM Shooter Supply. I'd like to invite you into our full-service shooting store in Urbandale, Iowa. We carry a full line of guns, ammunition, and accessories. Everything you need to enjoy a day in the field or a day at the range. And hey, if you break it, we can fix it. We do all kinds of gunsmithing to any type of weapon. We've been in business since 1988, and we're here to take care of any of your shooting needs. Find us on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or call us at 515-331-1577. That's JLM shooter supply see you soon for all of your and your family's eye care needs make it elite eye care dr ethan heisman dr heidi bell and dr kelsey sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home from eye exams to contact lenses eyeglasses to sunglasses make elite eye care your local optometrist set up your next eye care appointment with elite eye care 9250 university avenue in west des moines and online at idrdesmoines.com Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back. Just past 11.30 here on a Wednesday as we take you up until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Look, I love when people think outside the box, Trent Condon. I've never heard this one before. Uh, this is from WHO. The governor uh, has a press conference. Uh, it's, it's continuing live as we speak. The governor is, in addressing the bars, actually... Is it a threat or is it just a suggestion at this point? She is suggesting raising the drinking age in Iowa. Is there a state that you can't drink? No, at 21. At 21? No, no, not... I mean, there's some that used to be 18 or 19 for sure. 19 for right. sure. And Utah has some funky rules, but I think that's maybe some city or county mandates that makes things a little bit different. But overall, no, it's 21. So what are you going to do? 25? 30? She didn't put, 35, a 40? Out, didn't put a number out there, Trent, as long as not 60. <laughs> but mass mandate? Eh. But raising the drinking age, that's the route willing to take. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Hmm. I, I, you can't do that. Uh, we can do this, though, and let's get John Bowenkamp in here. He joins the program. He's of legal drinking age. He, just barely. Just you a know, tad over, aren't you, John? I think there was an episode of Family Guy where the drinking age got raised to like 50-something or something like that <laughs> by Mayor Adam West. So, um, that's that's kind of where we're at here, I think. So anyway, Yeah, well, I think you and I would both qualify. We'd both be legal to go in and have a cold one, if indeed that's yep. the magic number that gets out oh, there. Oh, yeah. So, um, John, what was your level of, um, I don't know, excitement, 
where were you, I guess, when when you heard that the that the president and the commissioner of the Big Ten were talking? And at least there was some movement, and especially when Dan Patrick tweeted that he has a source that's saying that this is happening October the 10th. I think Patrick was clearly played. I do. Um, by I would assume there was somebody uh, in the uh, Columbus area uh, is, is, is planting that narrative, I believe, to people that they think that they want to get it out there. But when you saw Dan Patrick, at least to me, that said, you know what, maybe there's a chance this is going to happen. Did you ever buy into that, John? No, I mean, because I think they're dead set on the January, February season. Um, I The Thanksgiving one, really, I think that's another trial balloon that I think they're trying to, to, to see the reaction, that sort of thing. I just I, I just don't see them wanting to do anything until after the first of the year. and Because, I mean, really, Thanksgiving makes no sense, because then you're like, well, why don't you start in October then? If you're going to start in November, I mean, it, it's... I, you know, I, I was waiting to see kind of what the reaction was going to be yesterday, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I wasn't really that excited because I just think that, that they're dead set on that after, you know, January 1st opener and go from there, I guess. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. We go through this and the divisiveness, the back and forth inside the Big yeah. Ten walls. This would not have happened under Jim Delaney's watch. I think we can all agree upon that. How different would it look if Delaney said, you know what, it's going to be actually January 1st, 2021, that he made the decision to retire? How different would this football season look in your mind? I think they might have played. I mean, I, I really think that that he had an incredible amount of influence in within that league and within that group of presidents and chancellors, and I think... I don't think it, the vote would have been 11 to 3. I think it, it would have either, you know, gone in favor of playing or it would have been really close, you know, eight, maybe 8 6 or something like that, where, you know, they would have had to play. I, like I said, I, I think he would have had a lot more influence. So let's face it, this is a new commissioner. He was hired by these presidents, so he's going to do what they tell him to do. Right. And the coaches and athletic directors in the league are going to test him to see what they can get away with and how far they can push him because you couldn't do that under Jim Delaney. You know, and so like I said, I think I think Kevin Warren's kind of stuck in the middle right now and I think he's getting it from both sides and I, I, I think I think there's a little bit of unfair criticism towards him because it just wasn't too. his decision, but he was the face. Yep. Yeah, he was the face of the decision. And and I mean that's what you have to do as a commissioner and um, I don't think he handled it well. You know, I mean, like I said, I don't think he's entirely not to blame because I don't think he handled it. I think it's just a mess all the way around. And I think there's a lot of competing factions within a league that never had that before. No, I couldn't agree with you more. John Bowenkamp is our guest. Uh, he's earned his money, John. <laughs> Whatever they're paying him uh, yeah. the, this last little while, it's, it's, uh, he's certainly earned it. I, he's just regurgitating what they want him to say. Were you surprised? Um, that, that that apparently it took a lawsuit by Nebraska parents for the the vote. That I guess there was one, although I'm not sure that's a hundred percent been cleared up. Uh, but that it was eleven to three in favoring of postponing the season, and the three were Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa that wanted to get this underway and do so in September. Were you surprised there were only three? Yes, I thought it was more like nine five. And, I mean, I thought Purdue was probably in that mix, and I thought maybe Penn State was in that mix. 
And and I thought maybe if Wisconsin's president could have been swayed by Barry Alvarez, it would have been 8-6. I didn't know they needed the 60% threshold, and so that's why I figured it. I just thought maybe it was like 9-5 to five or something like that. I mean, I just figured there was somebody else besides those three that went on with them. And, you know, again, how much better would this situation have been with on that day they would have said, we voted 11-3 to three right. to cancel the season. Um, you know, I mean, this, they're they're doing a very nice way of turning a, a you know a campfire into a forest fire very easily. And um, this that's and again, that's another thing that I think you have to kind of criticize Kevin Warbler was he didn't answer the questions and he mishandled the whole thing when he did that that press conference or the the interview on Big Ten Network, you know, hours after the the decision. And, and you just keep thinking, well, what if we'd have known this two weeks ago? What would the attitude have been? I think it would have been a lot different. I'm with you. Workouts pause right now at the University of Iowa inside the athletic department. And football, not likely that October date that was so hopeful uh, about 24 hours ago. We're back around there. What about basketball? And Jordan Bohannon started a podcast that seven of his uh, teammates have had COVID so far. They've shut down a couple of different times. What do you hear on the basketball front and the chances if there isn't football or football's pushed back? At the very least, let's get this top 10 basketball team out on the hardwood. I think that, that they're really shooting for and, and the one good thing about it is that now the NCAA has a little bit more control. They didn't have control over FBS football. They've got control over this now. And I think they're coming up with a ways, and I think the conference is coming up with a way to start around Thanksgiving. Because they know this is, and, and that was something I wrote about a couple weeks ago, that you kept seeing this, so we're going to start January 1st. I'm like, why are you giving up on December? You know, these, these guys are going to be on campus when there, there aren't going to be any students there. You know, you want a bubble. You know, you want to do some sort of bubble thing, and this is perfect. And it's like, why are you giving that up? And so... I think there's there's a lot of push in that conference to, to and I, everywhere I think around the country. I think they want to play starting Thanksgiving weekend and and really try to get as many games in and between November between Thanksgiving and Christmas and then see what it looks like after January first. See what the conference schedule will look like. But I think it's going to happen all around the country. I, I don't think it's just a Big Ten thing. I think it's going to happen all around the country. I think there's a little bit more of a push to say, hey, we're not going to box this up the way the way the college football did. Hypothetical for you. It's the second Saturday Mm -hmm. in January. The Hoopsters taking on Illinois. The football team's playing Nebraska. Tip time 11, kick time 11. Who wins the ratings? Football. If that's the opener, probably football. But, um, you know, I mean, that's that's why I think that's going to be their biggest thing now moving forward. And that's why I think they want to get a, a basketball plan in place so then they can work around football. So you're not going to have that competition. Mm-hmm. But I think finding football does just because I think everybody wants to see it happen. And, you know, let's, let's play now. You know, I think that's the way everybody's thinking. Wild. Absolutely wild. It's it's crazy. It's the time that we live in, and here it is, John Bonacamp. Uh, certainly bad news on your front with yeah, the Maven. Sad, disappointing. John, yeah. uh, really yeah. feel for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and I mean, I'm still going to be around. You know, I made that vow last year. Yep. And, uh, I'm, I'm working on a couple of things, and uh, you'll see me around, and you guys can still call me. And we, and we will. I mean, we're not you know, done We're I not mean, done with it yet, it, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I and, and like I said, I think that, um, you know, this is a chance for me to do some things and, and kind of branch out and, 
just got to keep reinventing what you do, I guess. Indeed. So what? So what happened with the Maven from uh, from the very beginning? It seemed like it was such a a brand, a sports brand name that um, you know he lost all those Sports Illustrated writers. I'm sure you, like I, grew up reading Sports Illustrated, and you know whoever was uh, commandeering the back page, whether it was Rick Riley, or whomever, uh, the Maven. I thought it had a chance, John. I really and truly it did. What does. went wrong? I, I think it still does. Do you? I mean, I think it's still, I think, I think, you know, I mean, I pick up, I still get my Sports Illustrated every month. They still have great writers. And I, and I mean, I, from, from my angle, my angle is University of Iowa. And, um, you know, it was, um, it was a tough sell. It was, a, it was, it was a tough sell. And then, and then you lose five months worth of sports. Yeah, um, true. You know, I keep, I keep thinking back in early March when, when, and, you know, when, when we're in Indianapolis and, Big Ten tournament's gone, then the NCAA tournament's gone, then the spring season's gone. And I sat there and I thought, man, I just lost three months of content in the span of two hours. <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, I, there are some successful sites within that, you know, within that network, and they do a great job. Um, you know, I enjoyed working with the Sports Illustrated people. They were, they were wonderful to work with. Um, you know, it was just the economics of the time and the pandemic and no sports and no Big Ten football and, um, you know, I, I think everything, I think everything works and I think everything happens for a reason too. And so I think, you know, like I said, they, I wish everybody, you know, I, I have great relationships with all those publishers. They're great people. Um, you know, and, and so they've got their thing and I'm going to do mine. Good stuff. Your Dodgers are doing their thing, but don't look yep. now. Here come the Padres. John, I've never seen anything like in a trade deadline where a team that was – Padres were good. I mean, they were way above 500, yeah. and they gutted their roster. Look, I get it. They know that they've got – at some point they're going to have to get past the Dodgers if they want to uh, reach their goal. Did the Padres do enough as a, as a Dodgers fan? Are you concerned uh, about the Padres now with what they've done? No. Because um, I, as I told somebody, yeah, the Dodgers didn't do anything at the deadline. Oh, by the way, they got Mookie Betts last winter, <laughs> right? And uh, and then just signed a new long term deal. So um, no, I'm not worried. You know, I mean, it's I, I I see what they do. I see what the Padres are doing. I see what the Dodgers are doing. And I mean, I'm it's you always get concerned when you get in October. That this this postseason is going to be a crapshoot. You know, that first series right out of the box is two out is the two best two out of three. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know anything can happen in those, and you know, and then you go best of five and then the best of seven. I mean, this is going to be a really different postseason. It's just it's just a matter of. I mean, do I wish they'd have gotten Lance Lynn? Yeah. Do I wish they, that that maybe they would have tried a little harder to get Clevenger? Yeah. But they're still a really good baseball team. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I again. We don't worry about this sort of thing. <laughs> John, uh, can't wait to hear about your new venture. I know you're going to land okay. on your feet somewhere, John Bowenkamp. Thank I you for what you do. Thank you. Good to talk to Thanks. you. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Yep, See you here. will. Bye-bye. John Bowenkamp, formerly of the Maven. The Burlington Hawkeye. Yeah, the Burlington Hawkeye, right, right. And right. Uh, some, some new owners came in with that and, and changed things up. But John will land on his feet. He's a good writer. Yes. And a really fun guy to talk to. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we'll take a time out, come back and finish things up. By the way, we've got a couple of farmers markets. Before we run out of time here, mm-hmm. Trent, want to make sure we get these in. NCMIC, NIPMEC sponsors our farmers market update. Indianola goes tonight, uh, Wednesday night, there at the Warren County Fairgrounds. 
Uh, who else? Waukee, Triangle Park mm-hmm. on 6th Street and Ashworth. They are 4 until 7. And then our friends in Bondurant, 6 to 8 tonight. Uh, Main Street, Southeast, and Grain Street in Bondurant. Bondurant, Waukee, and Indianola local farmers markets happening in central Iowa here on a Wednesday. Miller and Condon back after this Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 102- and exclusions. Since 2012, the nonprofit organization Opportunity on Deck has strived to provide free of charge athletic opportunities and educational programs to more than 3,000 children throughout central Iowa. Opportunity on Deck's annual slow pitch softball fundraiser, The Game for Good, will be played at Principal Park on Sunday, September 20th. Teams this year will be coached by former Hawkeye greats Tim Dwight, Tavian Banks, and Jenny Barancha. To play, volunteer, or donate, go to opportunityondeck.org. Final segment here on a Wednesday, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, CBS has come out with their announcers. We saw the college football lineup yesterday. Do we know, though, are they going to be on site? Because I know they I haven't have, seen. I haven't seen either. I know when there's a, um, a national game of the week, baseball wise, mm-hmm. Joe Buxton is home. Right. Um, Sunday night baseball, same so thing. Same thing, absolutely. Do we know if, yeah, I don't know. If the uh, if the broadcast teams are going to travel to that, or are they going to do it? And this might be the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, the days of radio broadcasters going on the road to broadcast baseball, right? Like Len and JD, like Bremer and Blylev, and boy, I like that duo. By the way, Bre- that's my favorite. I, I think Bert he checked out like the bathroom. He said about two words for like an inning and a half. Is that right? My but so you- my my wife was into it last night, which is incredibly rare for a baseball game. But for whatever reason, it was good. And uh, she goes. What the hell does uh, Bert do now? He doesn't circle anybody. No. <laughs> like, well, that's the one thing she remembers about Twins broadcasts is Bert circling people. I said, well, maybe he'll find a cardboard cutout. If that he, he can circled circle. you, what did you win? Lottery tickets? Lottery or tickets. Something? Minnesota lottery tickets. Yeah. Here's a hundred bucks of scratchers. <laughs> Good luck to you. Never heard if anybody hit it big on. You'd have to figure. Oh, somebody should have throughout the years. Right? There's got to be somebody that walked away with ten grand or something like that. But yeah, the crew. I get annoyed at times with Bert, but. Pretty good. Because I hear some other broadcast teams that I think, thank God I don't have to listen to this crew for yeah, 140 really. games in a regular year. Well, uh, another big night of sports tonight, Game 7 in uh, basketball. Did we you gotta... see what the Thunder are getting tonight no, on the money many? line? What are they doing? Plus 180. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, what? Help, help I mean, us I'm, out. I'm going to play it. It just feels uh-huh. like there's too much value there. Plus 180. I, I was figuring... Big. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a lot bigger than I anticipated. So I'll be jumping on that. I got club last night, though. It was a bad, bad night. Well, you gave us the uh, the White Sox. Felt great. But that was your end. heart, then. That was your probably heart. a little bit yeah. there. Twins get this one tonight. Mm-hmm. Don't have anything baseball wise. Going to play the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was I looking at? I really like the Bucks Lanch coming tonight. Back. Game two. Uh, I had them the other night. Mm-hmm. Hockey helped me out last night with the Flyers in overtime. Got that one. Don't have a solid feel in that one. I think the Bucks at five and a half. Eh, I like well, to when I saw it. They can't fall down four, 0-2, Can they? Four and a half. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't think so, but I thought Jimmy the same Buckets thing with the with the Raptors. Yep, and they did. 
I'll probably play the Bucks. Well, that was a great time for that game, time slot wise. You like that four thirty? There was nothing else. There's no baseball game that's going to make you flip over. The hockey hasn't dropped. You the know, when you get yet. done with your other job, I, I need to put a couple, give you a couple of things to do. You can go pick up the kids. You can do some things for me. <laughs> those you, days those, are long gone. Those four four thirty starts. I, I'm like, there's no chance, and you, yeah. you're just shaking no, your hands, rubbing to your the, hands together. Dentist, no picking them up at uh-huh. school. Look, I wish that I was still in that spot. Yeah, uh, but. Um, Life marches on. So, for, yeah, the 4.30 was right in my wheelhouse last night. You're perfect. It was. Uh, and hopefully tonight's going to be perfect as well. Don't forget, Life Serve Blood Support, uh, the KXNO teaming up with them. Uh, the Blood Drive at Principal Park is coming up on this Friday. You can go to Life Serve Blood Support. Uh, the Life Serve, i got to get it right. Trying to help Life me Life Serve Blood Centers. Centers. Uh, dot com to figure out if you have a time. Uh, they're there from 6.30 until noon. But the appointments, for the most part, the early ones are all taken. If you can do so, uh, you're going to get on the elevator up to the uh, suite level. Donate blood takes less than an hour, so it's the annual KXNO uh, team up with that. And if you do so, you get a shirt plus a voucher to a 2021 iCubs game. That's pretty sweet. Also uh, going to be flipping around, keeping an eye on that Royals-Indians game tonight. The yeah, McKenzie- Royals got clobbered last they night. They did. The McKenzie kid who starts for the, uh, the Indians, yeah. if you haven't seen this young man pitch, mm-hmm. he is... He is all arms and legs. He is tall. He's like six six, but his wingspan. I heard it on Sports Center after his first start. It's like fourteen inches longer than a six foot six frame. Mm. It is ridiculous just how big this guy is. So something and it's to ridiculous keep an eye on. how much talent he has. At least from right. what we saw early, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, Valley Dowling coming up this week. We'll mm-hmm. have to get some uh, Swenson. Yeah, I'm going to be talking with Wilson. both coaches this afternoon. So, oh, good. We'll, yeah, uh, we should play that tomorrow then, instead of yeah. having them back on. Yes, yeah. So, work uh, for you. Didn't do that with CISN this afternoon, and they ran into some server issues working to solve that. Many for people, too many people logged on to watch him, Trent. Can't go to the game. No, what are you, you going to do? Uh, Murph and Andy, two fanatics at four. Morning rush tomorrow morning at six a.m. We're Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KXNO, one hundred.